You are now listening to Nailed It, the orthopedic surgery podcast featuring Drs. Jay Fitz and Wendell Cole. Hey, 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 welcome to another exciting episode of the Nailed It Orthopedic Podcast, guys. This is Dr. Jay Fitz, and I have my 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 main man with me here. Oh, yeah, Dr. Uh, Wendell Cole. Some of you guys may know me as Cody. Some, some of you guys may know me as a better half. You know, whatever, however you guys want to call me, you know, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, most of you guys probably know him as the sidekick, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. He's accepted that role, and yeah, it, it works for us, you know. But, guys, we, we, have, a, we have a little different, different show. Uh, we, we've been getting a, a lot of questions from you guys, a lot of questions, and we picked some of the top ones that we've gotten. And I don't know, I just figured we'll have a little chat. Yeah, you know, some table talks with ortho, orthodox, or, you know, just some, like some little different. Table talks with orthodox. I like it. There we go. See, we might have just coined something right there. Yeah, man, that might be the next uh, Instagram hashtag. Who knows? It might right, be trending man. by later on tonight. You know, Twitter trending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Give them the uh the you, you read out the first question for our wonderful <laughs> guest today, man. So so the first question we have uh for us is pretty much how has residency been for us? And I guess Jay, I'll let you go ahead and, and, and tackle this one first, you know, save the best for last. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, residency has been good. So you guys, I don't know if you guys know this or not. We we pretty much about to start our third year of residency at this point. Uh, we probably most of and it's it's kind of weird because if you listen to the shows, some of these shows might have been recorded two, two and a half years ago. Oh yeah, uh, we confusing people. Yeah, man. For sure. I, like I think on one of our episodes, we were still talking about uh, Black Panther had just came out, and I mean that's been <laughs> forever Avengers. ago. Yeah, man, that's been like forever. So it's really kind of confusing, but uh, we we just have a lot of episodes kind of in store, but. Residency for me, the first two years, I mean, I've learned a lot. I learned, I've learned that there's still so much more for me to learn as a whole. I'm still kind of getting my flow together. I still, um, I mean, I'm still trying to find my way as a, a young surgeon, really, and just get comfortable with my, with my knowledge and with my, my skills. And uh, looking forward to these next couple of years to really do that. Uh, but uh, I will say I've, I've gotten better realizing that you know crazy thing is no matter how how little we think we know we are like you know at when we're on call and we're in the hospital we are the person with the most yeah. orthopedic knowledge in there it's crazy to, uh, it's crazy to think that you know it is because i mean i could call like 30 more people who could do this better than me but you know <laughs> the fact that you're you're it there and uh you know you have to really learn how to trust yourself and be be sure of your skills and not doubt yourself and you know. I remember uh, that, that makes me think of a story that uh, I think we had like this hip dislocation and I was, uh, I think I was on call and I was, uh, I think I was waiting for like anesthesia to come and, and put, put them under sedation. But anesthesia was like, oh, we'll get there when we can. And, you know, at that time I had, I think I had like a chill personality. I was like, all right, well, you know, we'll get to it. And then one of my chief was kind of laid into me. He's like, hey, like you're the orthopedic guy here you know that this hip needs to go in um, like urgent slash emergently. You don't want that. You don't want any femoral head necrosis. Like, you know, the most out of everybody, you set the tone, you know, you got to let them know like, Hey, no, this is emergency. We need to get you guys down here. Now this is the hip has to go in. 
And, um, you know, that was just one of the things that made me realize like, hey, you know, maybe uh, we do know at least um, a good amount, you know, almost pretty much what you said, the most out of everybody in the hospital when we were on call. Oh, yeah. I mean, truth of the matter is by somewhere in the middle of your intern year, you probably know more than just about everybody in there. But uh, I mean, as far as, you know, anyone outside of your department, you probably know the most orthopedics. Uh, even in all those emergency medicine attendings and all that stuff, like they're great at what they do and I don't want to do it. But when it comes to <laughs> orthopedics, it, it, it's really, you know, even our intern can, I, I will pick my intern over anybody in the hospital. But um, so like back to what you were saying, yeah, man, absolutely. Like even learning how to assert, you know, your authority on certain things. Cause I mean, when these patients come in and all they, you know, they have these orthopedic injuries, I had to learn like, this is my show that I'm running, you know, like control the room, you know, just like if you ever, I know a lot of medical students see this when a trauma code or whatever is being called, you know, there's a guy at the head of the, the, the table and he he's controlling the room. Like he's the quarterback for the room. You have to do the same type of thing as an orthopedic resident when this is your patient and at this point, everybody else then went their little way and, you know, it's up to you to make sure that this patient gets taken care of in the right manner. So things like a hip dislocation. Yeah. I mean, you can't just accept, oh yeah, we'll get, we'll get to it when we can. No, 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 no. Uh, I might need you here a little bit sooner. You know, <laughs> you need to go ahead and come on down yeah. <laughs> go ahead and like, put that sandwich down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got some work to do. <laughs> yeah. You probably need to come on down. Maybe, you know, now, now ish. <laughs> and, you know, it, it just that, that actually takes some time because it's, it's a it's a balance of not trying to be too, um, too overbearing and come off kind of like a jerk. But at the same time, letting people know that you're serious and, um, you know, yeah, that's that's the thing. I even sometimes if the room is too loud, I'm like, man, come on. If, if you're not yeah. doing something right now, can you just step, you know, can you step outside while we're taking care of this procedure? You know, because the trauma trauma room as a whole, I just feel like it you can get a lot of people in there and people talking, you got people on their phone sometimes and all this stuff. And I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm working right now. And if you're not helping me, can you just maybe step to the side for a second? Yeah. I always think, um, I completely agree with all that. And then definitely one thing I learned is like, when you come in the room, the energy that you put off, like be the stuff that like the energy that you receive. So if you go in there and you're calm, you're cool, collect, like they have those open fracture limbs just hanging off, and you go in there and you don't look frantic and puzzled, like you don't know what you're doing. Even though inside you may not have any idea, but on the outside you look cool and calm. You know, other people will be like, okay, well, he looks cool and calm, then, you know, maybe we can approach this in like a methodical um, manner, you know, so I think it's all about how you just handle situations. That is so true. That is so true. And uh, the funny thing is the most seasoned veteran in all the other departments they are going to go crazy about this dangling extremity i mean they act like they are losing their head like they're really losing their mind and uh they're gonna rush you they're gonna try to make you make decisions that you probably wouldn't have made if you could have just thought through it but yes absolutely you have to take control of the room slow things down don't let no one rush you you tell them what you're going to do not the other way around and uh you know it comes with time I remember my first one that I got versus if I was to get one today. It, I mean, it's night and you yeah. know night and day difference. Yeah, I remember. I remember our, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say I remember the kid like yesterday. He's like a little seventeen-year-old kid who uh, was in a motorcycle accident and you know came in leg dangling all off and 
Like, uh, and at the at the time, that was my first time not seeing it because I had saw it as a a re- uh, medical student, but that was my first time actually being in control of like, all right, now do something. Like, as a resident, you know, yeah. you're a doctor now. You're not just a medical student just kind of tagging along. And yeah, I, it's not that we did much wrong, but I did let some of the um, gen surge guys rush me. Mm-hmm. Never, never again. Uh, no, no, no. Don't don't rush. Me. Don't don't fall. <laughs> don't fall for that. Yeah. Like, hey, 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 hey. All right now, calm down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man. I remember our uh, I think our program director was telling us this story one time where I think they called him, you know, frantic about some open fracture and like some obvious deformity when he was a resident. He went in and you know, everybody's just running around like crazy. And then he saw the, you know, the dangled extremity, but he just like went to the other extremities and started looking at him like, you know, running their arms and stuff. And I think he was like the ED um, attending or the trauma doc. I was like, what are you doing? This guy has a has an obvious deformity. Like, what are you doing? We got to pay attention to this. And and he was just like, well, yeah, I mean, he guys haven't, he has this obvious deformity. That's obvious. So I'm looking for other things that may be going on with this guy, you know? And um, that, I think that was a good, that was a good um, representation of like how, if you're a novice, you just may, go straight to that open fracture, that mangled deformity that's obvious and everybody already sees it, but you may miss like the shoulder dislocation and the elbow dislocation because you didn't look at anything else besides that obvious deformity. Absolutely, man. That's very important. You know, me, I actually try not to get to it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to the obvious thing unless, I mean, it has to, it, it has to be like a reason. Maybe it's, you know, squirting out arterial blood right now and somebody <laughs> need to hold pressure. But otherwise, like, all right, we're going to get to that. This part here is going to take me three minutes. I'm going to do this. I'll make sure everything else, nothing else is obvious here. And then I'm going to get to that, you know. Oh, man. Oh, I got I got this story for this one patient we had this one time. Um, you just said squirting out arterial blood. Yeah. But um, I think this guy, however old he was, maybe 40s, 50s or whatever, he was in some type of accident. And he had this open tibia fracture. Uh, I think it was like a mid-shaft tibia fracture. You know, it, was, it wasn't like the biggest wound, maybe like three or four centimeters. And um, so we were getting the materials, you know, like wash it out and put it in a splint. And for some reason, one of the nurses has let one of this guy's um, handrails down. And, you know, we're walking outside the room. And uh, I just, I look to the right and I see like his eyes slowly like start to go, like roll back into his head. And all of a sudden, he starts seizing. Oh, so he's turned sideways on the bed, and his his leg is dangling off the bed. And mind you, he has an open tibia shaft fracture. And he starts seizing. So he starts seizing, and then his whole extremity starts flailing. And so blood's, like, getting sprayed around the entire – it's like a horror oh, story. You know, yeah, blood's getting sprayed really around awful. the entire room. <laughs> it sounds really <laughs> awful, man. The <laughs> nurses comes in with, like, a, with a sheet and tries to – like grab the leg, but you know, blood is splattering everywhere. And he tries to hold the leg, um, and, and we ended up like getting this guy and getting him back on the bed. But he's just laying sideways on the bed, seizing, and his his, his leg is just flailing all over. Oh, I think man. from that he ended up, um, I think he ended up like like lacerating his artery from seizing. Um, you know, when everything was just le- wailing around, so. Yeah, I just, I just, I just thought of that when you said blood squirting everywhere. It was yeah. literally like a horror scene in there. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that can happen. That sounds awful. I, <laughs> you know, that's one of them times that I wouldn't have told no one to leave the room. I'm like, you know what? I'm, a, I'm a step out, and you guys, y'all can <laughs> go ahead and handle this. Uh. Handle this, and just call me when he's back ready for orthopedic care, okay? Because I, you know, I don't deal with squirting blood and all over the place. So thank you. 
No, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. But I'll, all right, we we could probably go on for this for hours and hours. But yeah, so many people ask this question. So you know, sum it up. You learn so much. Yeah, you learn a lot of things that you know. You learn a lot of things that you don't know. You continue to you realize that there's so much more for you to learn, um, and you just try to get better day by day. Yeah, progress yeah. is key. Pretty much. All right. Uh, Yeah, this one's going to be one that I'll probably just let you take the mic for because, I mean, you got plenty of these stories. Uh, (laughs) We get a lot. uh, Tell us a time when you have messed up. (laughs) I know you got plenty of these (laughs) cards. You got jokes. (laughs) Yeah, man. A time that I messed up. Man, I don't know. Um, No, I remember one time where I was like, oh, man, I kicked myself in the heel. I think this guy had this like a really bad bimal fracture dislocation, uh, one that needed an X fix. And I had looked at it and I was like, oh man, it's, it's closed. You know, there's no open wounds. And, and my chief was like, so you're sure it's closed? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's closed. It's a closed injury. And, uh, you know, splinted it, brought it up to the OR. And uh, then he's like looking at it just to double check while we're, when we get in the OR, you know, take the splint down. And he like looks at it and like, goes over like almost like every centimeter and there's this little small like tiny poke hole that you couldn't even it looked like it was almost clotted off right on the medial side where like that medial fragment of the like where the medial mal will go and like pucker the skin like a little poke hole there mm-hmm. and he was like mm-hmm. so this is a closed injury huh i was like i mean uh i mean i swear it was closed downstairs <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a, I guess it was a time where I had, I guess, missed an injury or not really called it. Um, and that, you know, ever since then, like, I'll, I'll triple check and, you know, make sure I, I, I assess, like, every single uh, millimeter um, on the skin or anything just so I know with confidence that this is a, an, an open or a closed injury. It's about you, man. I know you. Uh, you know, text me all these times where you be shaking in your boots when you, <laughs> when you, when you're taking calls and stuff, man. What about oh, you? Man. What you got? Oh uh, man, you know what? I, you know, truth of the matter is, I have messed up. I've messed up. Uh, you know, more than once. I could get probably. I really could probably give you guys a twenty minute, thirty minute show telling you about my mess ups. Yeah, you got a couple dozen times, right? Something like that. I mean, no, not, not serious. Not, not dozens and dozens. But, I mean, there's been things that I've done that I wish I didn't. Uh, there's that time yeah. that I messed up. There was time that maybe someone kind of threw me under the bus. There was been yeah. times that, you know. Oh, I remember that time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, man, you know, and all that stuff happens. But, you know, and you know what? So much of it happens that I'm not even going to bring up any specifics for you guys. Yep, but, there you go. You never know <laughs> who's listening. Yeah, I don't need no stories to get brought back up and I'll get back in the hot seat. I'm trying to stay far, far away. So, but really, man, I think out of each of them, now I don't think, I, I, it's not saying that I wish or I'm glad that these things happen, but. I've learned from each one and, yeah, uh, you know, it just makes you a little bit better. Like Cody said, you know, now he's a whole lot more careful with looking at certain things just to make sure it doesn't happen again. But that's, that's kind of, kind of the, the, how I look at things. I mean, at the end of the day, residency is a training program. Of course you want to be as great as you can. And, you know, we all have this type A personality and gunner type thing going on where we don't want to mess up. We want to be perfect, but truth of the matter is if we got it all, hundred percent right well we probably didn't even need to come to uh residency you know so every time i've had an issue every time i've had to talk to one of my bosses about 
how why this went wrong, why that went wrong. You know, you just got to take it. Uh, don't take it personal. I mean, at the end of the day, own up to whatever whatever it might have been. If you, even if you were thrown under the bus, I'm not yeah. even about to throw this man back under the bus. I'm just nope. I'm just take it and like, well, all right. It is and, what it um, is. It is what it is, and deal with it, handle it. Don't let it happen again. Learn from it, and uh, just be better. You know, I yeah. and just try to from from that point go forward, and uh, you know, don't make those mistakes again. So that's another thing. So when I I've spent some time like in the OR with some of my seniors, and even when I I see them mess up. You know, people have different personalities. So I've seen one person mess up and it seemed like it just destroyed them. Destroyed yeah. them. It seemed like the rest of their day was just destroyed. I mean, and it was, it was kind of a rough mess up. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. But it happens, right? I mean, it, it still happened. You are still training, no matter how far along in your, your process you are, you still training. So then I saw somebody else mess up and it was almost I was like I couldn't believe how Quick, they bounce back. I'm like, well, I guess it happened. I don't know. He see, they seem pretty happy <laughs> I guess, right I guess, now. I guess he messed up. <laughs> I think. I, I think, think he messed up. Like, I don't know, man. Did but, he? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but at the same time, like, I, I looked at both sides, and I'm like, well, I don't want to be that person. I'd rather be closer to that person over there than let this whole thing just wreck me for the rest of the day, rest of the week, right? Because you got to keep going. Uh, residency is a long process, man. It's a long process. And if you stuck on what you did uh, three weeks ago, I mean, you're going to probably mess up again because you, your mind not even focused on, you know, the, ne the, the next task. So, you know, I don't know. You just got to learn how to take it on the chin and keep moving. No, I completely agree. It's always, it's always about resiliency, you know, how you bounce back from, from that mess up. Use it as a way to learn. Everybody messes up. It's always about how you bounce back from it. Not to sound all Nike commercialish, but you know it's yeah, the truth. Oh, it's pretty, pretty Nike. -ish. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, I think it's my turn again. No, is it? Is it? No, it's your turn. You got to read, yeah. read one of these questions, man. Well, uh, the next question we have here, I, I think some some students or some listeners would like this because you know we have a, a broad range of listeners. We have some medical students, some residents, and we have some attendings that listen too. So. Yep. Um, what are some of the good qualities you see in medical students when they are rotating? Oh man. And this one is really a good one. I hope a lot yeah. of people, uh, I hope I say something that a lot of people can catch from this. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, actually examples, we, we actually even wrote a, a, a blog story about this one. So, Hey, let's plug ourselves. Go to nailed it. There we go. Nailed it. Uh, ortho.com and check out the blog we have on tips on, how to crush your ways. Uh, we have a whole article about this, which had great reviews. Uh, still yeah. get people hitting us up about that today. And we put it out over a year ago. Yeah. Um, so good qualities that you see in the medical student. And yeah, this is, so even if this is for students who may be rotating because they, they're interested in ortho. And even if you're not interested in ortho, I think the, the, the biggest thing is just be, interested you know or act interested it's not, you don't really have to be all about it when you leave that place but while you're there just that like you know you're trying to be the next orthopedic like you're that's your plan is to become an orthopedic doctor just play that just play that role whether you mean it or not uh be ready be available and and try to learn fast i think the quicker you can and when i say learn fast i'm not saying you know, read all these books and learn book knowledge, but 
Like Find anticipating out, needs. You know? Anticipate the needs. Like you, that's that's what's really going to get you uh, good reviews on whatever kind of rotation you're doing. Is can you anticipate the needs of the person that you're under? You know, if you can help them or make their night easier or make their day either easier. I mean, who who has something negative to say about that? I mean, if if you just cut all this, you just took 20 minutes of work away from me and I get down here and it's already done. Like, yeah. oh, man, this guy, I, you just went from like, oh, yeah, that random med student. to Oh, yeah, his name is Christopher Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Christopher Xavier, he's from Morehouse School of Medicine. I love him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm going to remember you because, I mean, it wasn't just, you made my night better. So I think, like like you said, Cody, I think anticipate needs and being willing to help is like the, the biggest thing that you can do if you want to get like outstanding reviews on your uh, away rotations. Yeah, one of our um, one of our upcoming interns who matched with us when she rotated, she was just a beast. Like um, she would have the stuff ready before I even asked for it. Like she would have core preps ready. She would have the splint stuff rolled out. Like I would say, oh man, you know, we got to get it, and then she just. She pulled out her pocket and had exactly what I was gonna say. I'm like, Dang, how do you how do you know that? You like, yeah. how, how do you know what I need before I, before I tell you what I need? And you know, and that's one of the things that helped her stand out. I advocated for her, a lot of other people advocated for her, um, and she ended up matching here. You know, so it's all about uh, anticipating needs is a big one. Being available is a big one. She was always available. Um, you know, all the people that have rotated at least with us and that have matched here uh, when they rotated, they were available eager to learn they're good to be around there's a there's a thin line between being annoying and, and being um uh and just being around and you know and helpful you know I, it's hard to describe how to stay on that line but it's, yeah. it's a thin line you, you know you, you pick it up with social cues um but you know the good med students um they're early they're on time they listen anticipate needs um and then just try to learn as much as you can. They're also nice. You know, they, they're a pleasure to be around. Those are also things I think is a good thing to point out. Things that I, that are <laughs> negative. I remember we had this one guy that I was rotating that would like tap out and, and leave like halfway in a reduction. Like I remember I was doing a reduction with him and it was, it was probably like five fifteen or something like that. And so the night student was about to come on, but we we're like in the middle of the reduction and a nice student came, and he was just like, "All right, all right, Cody, man, I'll see you later, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here." And I was like, "I mean, uh, okay, you sure, man? I mean, all right, you, you can go. Just let's leave. I'm, I'm remembering all of this, but I mean, yeah, you can go, man. You know, go do your thing. But yeah, exactly. you know, it just shows you're not the best. Uh, you know, you want somebody out to be there, you know, with you uh, in fighting Trump. Yeah, and, and that's that's somebody who I who I hope was uh like rotating because they had to because of their school or something. Cause if it, it just don't make sense, if you're interested in orthopedics for you to do something like that, that's, that's like way crazy. Um, yeah. you, so, you know, this year, you know, we actually going to drop a blog about this year's um, some of the changes that's happened this year between with interviews and a lot of people not being able to rotate at places and things like that. But, you know, rotating and spending time it, with the program. I mean, that's, that's like so key. I, I don't even know. I, like I think step step scores are important, very important. But I mean, doing the way might be like the second most important thing. I, I mean, just having that time, and if you can show that you can fit with the team, that you are a hard worker, man, you're. Yeah. There's no reason for them not to take you. 
there are because there are guys and gals with step scores of two sixties that you know aren't really team players that you know don't that that just aren't really the best um the best fit you know or not the best fit but they they're not the best um, applicant or the best rotator because they just haven't they don't really have that drive or you know they're not really a team player they don't really show up early or stay later you know so. Just because you have a high step score doesn't mean you'll be the best resident. You know, you want a resident that'll work hard and somebody that you can count on that's there to learn that likes orthopedics as well. Yeah, I feel like at a certain point, those step scores, if you get so high, you just start becoming more weird. I think like every five points of above 260 or every five points above 255, you just become more of a weirdo. And I'm just kidding. Strive to be the best. Strive to be the best, man. I'm just, I'm just joking. Well, man, that guy Jay, man, that guy's a mean guy. Yeah, I tell you, he must have made a two ten on his. Or something. What's up with this guy? How he matched the worth though? Man, we we got a lot of questions, but we was trying to keep this at a certain time frame. Cody, let let us have like one more, man. One more. Let's do it. Um, one is I guess um a question that we have here is what resources that we've used. Um, that have been the best to learn from. And uh, I think, I don't know, to answer this question, I think um, I'm still kind of learning that. But as of recently, since we've been doing this podcast and we've been kind of having to dive a little bit more deeply into things, I know for trauma, I've been reading uh, Rockwood and Green. I know you've been reading that too, Jay, or maybe yeah. you can speak on that yourself. But um, that's what I've been starting to use for trauma. And then, because, you know, there's all those other books like the Miller's Review. Have you used that, uh, Jay, before? Yeah, I have Miller's as well. Yeah, I think those are good for, like, reviewing stuff. But if you don't know it in depth in the first place, then, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure it's great, too. I don't, I don't want to knock any any resources out there. But so far, I've been using Rockwood and Greens for trauma. That gives you kind of in-depth knowledge about it. And then um, that, that new book that, you know, we're starting to use for sports, I think it's, like, Lee and Drez for sports medicine. Yeah. That seems to be pretty okay so far. What about yeah. you? Anything you like? Uh, you know, well, let's not play. I'll put you on the Rockwood and Green. You didn't, you didn't even know who they were before I told you. Um, okay. But I happen to have a little bit of interest in, in trauma. So uh, I, I took the – and I don't know. I just feel like in most residencies, that's where you have a lot of exposure. At, you know, just, just how residency is made up, you're going to spend a lot of time in trauma almost everywhere you go. Right. So – you and you'd be taking trauma call when you're, you know, when you're out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're probably going to always have to deal with it to some aspect. So um, to me, I like having one book that is like pretty uh, detailed and will really get into the weeds of things. And it's probably way more than what you just need to know yeah. on the everyday basis. But if you can read it and that's another thing, it all depends on how much of a reader you are. Some people just really hate it or it really take them a long time to read or things like that. But I actually think it's worthwhile to, to go through some of these uh, high yield subjects in the, the general, like a, a big general orthopedic book like Rockwood and Green. So I try my best to go through like the common injuries through that book, because really most questions that you might hear from it later, come, I mean, you, you read right through it and it, they even right. spend an extra paragraph or two explaining why. And it just is helpful. Now, on the daily, I, you know, when I'm quickly before a case, I'm probably not pulling out Rockwood. Right. Uh, no. You know, I'm pulling out um, hopping fields for yep. uh, uh, approaches, uh, surgical anatomy and approaches. Uh, I, I do a lot of ortho bullets just because it's so quick and fast. So even when I'm, I'm about to go 
reduce a little kid both bone, but I can't remember what's acceptable right off the top yep. of my head. It's a quick, quick Google search. Uh, you know, both bone, forearm fracture, pediatrics, orthobus, boom, it pops right up. So it's good for that. I like Miller's. It's, I try my best to, when I'm in a, um, when I'm going through a, a rotation to just read through Miller's and it is, it's a review book. So it's not, it's not going to teach you everything. Uh, but it is a decent review to to just kind of throw them through, in my opinion. Um, you know, we have ortho bullets has questions. I like ortho bullets. And I like some red study. I know everybody doesn't have access to red study, but I like red study questions. I like doing questions. They just, I mean, at the end of the day, there's tests that we have to pass. So you have to learn things for your, the clinical side of things and the surgical side of things. And then you have to learn how to pass the test, just like, you know, in medical school. Right. And, um, you know, so that's, that's what I like to use. I'm actually, I just asked one of my seniors, uh, trying to find a book kind of like I asked him, what is the Rockwood and green for, uh, joints? Yeah. That's something else that I might be interested in. And, uh, yeah. I, I got to do a little searching on that, but yeah, man, I like, I like to have like a, a big general book to kind of go through. Things. No, I completely agree. Um, I completely agree with, with all that. And Oh, another one is the, I don't have used as, as much recently, but the AO surgery reference, they, they had an app oh, yeah, yeah. and um, I used to like it, but I think they changed the interface. I don't really like it as much, yeah, but you know, it's still, it's still, it's still decent. You know, it shows you your surgical options and you know, your approaches and you know, what you may fix. So I, I think that's a good resource too. Yeah. That's another one is mobile. You can look it up on your cell phone real quick in the, you know, in between cases and look things up real quick. Like you said, they did recently change the, the whole interface and, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan, but I really think people just don't like change, but I'm not a big fan of it either. So uh, right. it's not horrible, but yeah. yeah. I'm not the biggest fan. Yep. 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 It's a, it's <laughs> a nice little resource though. And other than that, I love to listen to the nailed it orthopedic podcast. Oh, on man. My, my, my free time. <laughs> like when I, when I'm working out, when I'm driving to my car, uh, sometimes even when I'm with my lady, I'll just tell her, baby, listen to, hey, listen hey to some of this good orthopedics. You're going to learn something today. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> great, great, uh, great resource there. So yeah. you know, those are some of the ones I use. Well, um, well, guys and gals listening to this, you know, let us know, you know, how you like this episode. Um, send us whatever questions that you have that you may want us to answer. You know, this is something that's, that's a little different that we may try to incorporate as a bonus episode every here, every now and then. Um, yep. Just, you know, kind of. Just, just, just letting you guys know the orthodox a little bit more. That was one of the. We actually got a message saying, "Hey guys, we'd love to know you guys a little bit more and kind of get to know you guys." So, yeah. this is it for you that sent that email. Um, hopefully, you like us now a little bit better. A little bit better, <laughs> yeah, you know. So we, yeah, that's the thing, man. I think we need to start doing a few more shows with just us and um, guys. That's what our plan is. Look out for us on Instagram, Nailed It Ortho. Uh, look out for us on nailedortho.com. Uh, add us on Facebook. It's pretty new, like uh, probably about 48 hours new. And uh, just uh, <laughs> add Nailed It Ortho on Facebook. And yeah, guys. Until next time. Until next time.